Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN and Masterclass. I've got a great episode of On the Edge with Andrew Gold for you today with the wonderful and lovely Thomas Leeds. Thomas was hit by a car when he was 20, flipping over its roof, crushing the vehicle and landing on his head. Remarkably, he had few physical signs of trauma, so was released from hospital before being taken back in later to remove a blood clot on his brain. On his return home, he found he didn't recognize home or the people around him who were apparently his family. In fact, he'd pretty much lost all memory of anything from before the accident. Moreover, he developed face blindness, meaning he is unable to tell people apart from their faces. Over the years, he learned to live with his condition and was, according to his brother, a much nicer person. He met his wife, Sophie, who dyed her hair red in a very romantic display of support so that he could recognize her the next time they met. They now have children together, and Thomas is embarking on a career as an author of children's books about a character who loses their memory. Ten years after the accident, Thomas was listening to a song called The Hole of the Moon by the Waterboys. I didn't know the song, but it's stuck in my head all day now, it's great. But it sparked something in his memory and brought back six full memories of his childhood, giving him a sense of his identity. As you'll hear him explain, he still has memory problems, often forgetting important moments and losing threads of conversations. Actually, I found he didn't do that in our conversation, but it looks like he's so used to doing so that he often apologised for having gone off on a tangent or forgotten things when he really hadn't at all. He's an extremely humble, bright and enthusiastic person, so I'm pleased Thomas agreed to join me on the podcast. We've been emailing back and forth the past couple weeks excitedly, and he's even started listening to the episodes. I love when guests become listeners, as it adds to the whole communal feel. Thomas's book isn't yet out, but you can follow him on Twitter on at Thomas Leeds and Instagram on at Thomas Leeds Books. I'm sure he'd love to hear some encouraging messages and chat with you about the podcast. There's a great bonus chat, really insightful from Thomas, and this one lasts 21 minutes rather than the usual 10 to 15 because we just kept going and going and it was so interesting to hear what Thomas had to say. Get that on patreon.com slash Gold or the Patreon app. If you're on Apple, just click subscribe for the free trial so you can listen there too. You can even join the membership on youtube.com slash Gold one and see the bonus video. You can see what we look like there. Not great. For those not on Patreon, I'm reading out a couple of ads today for ExpressVPN and Masterclass, which is good for me because the ones I read out pay a lot better than those automated ones. And I imagine it's good for you too because if you're going to be hearing an ad, maybe it's better a personal one from me, maybe, I don't know. But just so you know, these ads just replace the automated ones in the interview. I'm not adding more of them in. Anyway, here's Thomas. Honestly, I can't believe the guests you've had. They're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, you're included. 
Oh, thank you. So I'm going to start recording this thing. At this end, yeah? That's great, yeah. Okay, and I've got it up on the book stack here. So hopefully I had these BBC people being very strict at me about where to put my phone and stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it might be that the, what the, the audio I'm getting from you now is even better. Like, it's impossible to know, but it's good to have the choice. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I, all this tech is pretty good now, isn't it? All the mics are pretty good. So They are good. They yeah. are good. I got this posh one here. I spent half an hour last week. So last week was the fella, I don't know if you listened yet, the neuroscientist who, who realized he was a psychopath. Yeah, I did. I think that was one where I had to stop, like, towards the end, which is killing me because, like, it's fascinating. Yeah, so he, I spent like Amazing. ages trying to, because he's a bit older, he's in his 70s, so I spent ages trying to get him to set it all up perfectly and all this stuff. Mm. And I didn't know there was a cable loose in my microphone. Uh, so his oh, was great, God. mine was terrible. It was like, oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. So, yeah, tell me if I don't sound that good. Uh, does it sound good? <laughs> no, <laughs> you sound know. good. You sound great. Tell me about, are you having, right, and because I've heard you use mm. this term before, are you having a good brain day today? Uh, it started off not so great. But um, yeah. but it's okay now. Yeah, I sort of, it got better as the afternoon went on. So yeah, I'm okay now. I've mm. had a half and half. <laughs> I went very quickly uh, into interview there, didn't I? I went, that's okay. having a chat. Tell me, are you having yeah. a brain day? How's your brain today? <laughs> well, that's good though. It's good. It's the magic of podcasts. Right, so <laughs> tell me a bit. So I'm, I'm interested, and we're going to get into that. I, don't, I just don't want to jump into your accident and stuff because it just feels so like, bam, into your accident. And if there's anything I talk mm-hmm. about, anything today that I ask you or anything that you, you feel a bit uncomfortable, or you need a break or whatever, just let me know. We'll edit yeah. it out. It doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, um, sure. Thank you. I am, I'm quite interested in, uh, in face blindness, right? Okay, um, yeah. Because, I, I firstly, because I find that it, it really fascinating just as a thought, uh, mm. Secondly, because I've got a terrible memory, relatively, of course, you know, I, I, obviously nothing, mm. uh, nothing really wrong with my memory. But I, I mean, mm. I had last night somebody at the football was was sort of nudged me on the back, and I thought it was this Italian person who was annoyed at me for shouting. So he did it like three times, and I kept turning around and going like, "What? What do you want?" He was like putting a hat on me, just winding me up, <laughs> someone at this pub, and eventually he said, "Don't you recognize me?" And it wasn't Italian, as you can hear from my brilliant accent. He was Spanish, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, from Spain. He was like, no, no, from Spain. What are you talking about? No, from the... And it turned out he was a bloke I knew from Germany. Just from like six months ago, I used to see him in a pub every week for, for German lessons that we, we did together. I, I could not, for the life of me, place... And then it made sense, though. Does yeah. it... For you, what is it? Can you explain what it... Sorry, I've just told my own experience. Instead of no, I love yours, it. I love on. the accents you do as well. They're brilliant. <laughs> so good. I can't, I can't resist. <laughs> no, what's it like? So, yeah, what's it like for you? What is, what's face blindness like? like? You know, I've never known any different. And um, basically, it's like, obviously, I can see the face. I can see your face and I can see other people's faces. But it, it's clearly like they're very, um, the face is obviously a very complicated thing that you um, don't think about because you've got this automatic ability, or at least most people do like, to just quickly process everything. Um, and for me, for whatever reason, that's, that's just not, well, I know why, because it's part of the damage in my brain, but um, but it's just not there. So, you know, like, so if I, if someone looks at me or says hi or whatever, and I'm not expecting to see them and there's no particular clue as to whatever, um, yeah, there's just nothing, nothing flags up in my head, basically. And then wow. so I have to kind of try to figure out 
So you're looking, so it's a weird thing because of the word blindness in there as well. People kind of get their heads muddled because they think, oh, can you not see the face like I can or whatever? But it's more that the brain can't match up. So basically the, um, I'm not doing such a terrible job of explaining this. You're doing a great job. I think it's been really? honestly, yeah, it's really good. And any, any ums and ahs, everyone does them anyway and I edit them out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're well, cool. so basically, it the way I try to explain to people who can't understand how you p- could possibly not know your own mum or whatever is it's kind of like for most people, it would be quite hard to draw faces of people they know really well. So if obviously there are some really good artists, but for the majority of people, if yeah. you say, OK, could you draw your mum or draw your, you know, and you're like, <laughs> OK, well, she's got eyes and a mouth and whatever. And then you realize pretty quickly just how complicated the human face is and just one little tweak of the side of the eye or your whatever and you and and that's quite a good way i found to kind of explain it's the other way around in my head it's kind of like yeah you know so um yeah no that (laughs) makes total sense sense. that makes that's an amazing analogy and like (laughs) i'm i'm often amazed by those people who can draw a face because that's a super yeah like it's incredible what on it? earth yeah uh, yeah <laughs> how are they doing if i if i and i always wonder about people you know when they have to describe uh, a burglar or something and they, the police draw it up if i described yeah. me and i described you i would use exactly yeah. the same uh words face i know head <laughs> hair my my wife sophie she she laughs at me because um any time that i've you know, people have said, oh, who was that or whatever. And I've, I've described something. And not only have I like not remembered, but like I've just jumbled it all up in my head. She's like, no, like it was, there was, I think there was a time when um there was someone dodgy. This is in London, like, and it was like, I don't know, behind wherever we were at the time. And someone was asking what they looked like. <laughs> it was literally like, I was like, oh, I think they had a hat. And it was like, whatever. She was like, You've literally, your brain has just invented this person. She's seen this person and she was like, it was a woman. She was wearing it. And it was just like the opposite of everything I said. And it was like, right, okay. So, That's yeah. Amazing. Don't ever ask me to be a witness. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how creative the brain is though, isn't it? It's really it's quite mad, fascinating. It? You must think about yeah. that a lot then. You must think about your brain a lot as a machine in some sense and how it works and how it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I I think after all these years of just when you get used to seeing scans and talking about it all the time, um, you kind of have more of an appreciation of how amazing it is that it does any of this stuff because you're just looking at this ball of mush in your head. It's like, how does it do it? So for me, like, even though obviously, you know, when I talk about what happened and what's there and what's not and stuff, obviously I'm aware that there are things that I can't do now, but um, it still amazes me that I can do as much as I can do um, because yeah. of the, you know, the damage that's there. And, and um, yeah, it's just amazing the brain does what it does, really. Presumably, I mean, you might, you uh, maybe seen clips of the, I mean, I know you're listening to the podcast, you've been listening to the audio. Have you seen clips of it on Twitter and stuff? Did you know what I looked like before? Yeah, but, you know, if you'd got someone in that was like roughly look mm. like like you, but you know what? I'm really good with voices and you have a very distinctive voice. So uh, that was going to be my next question. Is it a distinctive voice? Yeah, I think so. But then again, I'm good at voices apparently. So 
Can you do uh, impressions? Oh, I'm not doing any impressions on your podcast. You're you're the impressions guy. So I know, but no. I'm actually not very good at it. No, I bet you are. I don't want to start this my writing career offending people. Man, I, that's a dream actually. I, I've never wanted to be uh, like you know famous, right? You don't want to be no one. Yeah. When you're a kid, maybe you do, but then when you're older, yeah, you yeah, realize yeah. that's it's a curse. It's horrible. I'm talking about Tom Cruise, Ricky Gervais, or whatever. But the one cool <laughs> yeah. thing I would love for people to uh, do my do an impression of my voice. I I think I'd enjoy that. I don't know why. Because I, really? I, I love impressions so much. I like doing that. Oh, I, want, I love okay. when people do. So it would be like yeah. an honor for you to have someone do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I definitely can't do you. You've got such a yeah. nice deep voice. I can't do that. Oh, get Sorry. out of it. You've got a lovely voice. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. But, By the way, um, I saw you I saw you speaking at Edinburgh Fringe. Obviously, I wasn't there because I never got never yeah, I never got out of the house, but um I was sort of on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you remembered a whole I mean, that's my worst nightmare because I've often thought, should I do TED Talks about an exorcist I met and stuff like that? Worst nightmare. You can't, I'm not going to remember a speech. But you remember the speech. They they so they cut out a lot of me stopping on stage okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and actually the reason that i got so emotional um at the bit there is an emotional bit but obviously i know the story so well because you know it's been years and 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 also i had been rehearsing this particular telling of it so the reason i got so emotional there which you can't see because they've cut it out is because the audience kept cheering me on at all these oh. bits they've cut out now as I kept forgetting. And um, yeah, I kept forgetting. Uh, and I had, my hand was covered. I can send you a picture of all these um, prompts for like the whole thing all over my hand. So I don't know if you noticed me just looking at my hand. No. But um, it was a nightmare. Like, but a, an amazing experience. One of those things where you just think, um, and maybe, I don't know, it's because of my, my accident or whatever, but like one of those things where you just think, well, you know, you gotta you gotta do it, haven't you? Like if someone says, Do you wanna go and talk about this at the Edinburgh Fringe, you're not gonna go, Oh, that's too scary. <laughs> like no, you're gonna do it. Were you were you nervous though? Yeah. I was horrible. <laughs> it was Man. like and and I was last on and it was like two hours late. So there was like a few professional comedians doing it as well. And then there was mm. like the five of us amateurs that had just like we were just telling our story. And we were all so terrified. And it was a really mm. weird thing because we like, I think when you're thrown into a weird situation like that and you're all so terrified, you just bond like immediately and we're yeah, all yeah, supporting yeah. each other immediately. We'd never met before and we we're all, all different corners of the country. And we're really good friends now. And like, it's been two years and we've got a WhatsApp group and we talk all the time. Oh, that's lovely. It's, they're, they're such lovely guys. And it's just one of those things where, you know, like in a in a cheesy movie where you're thrown into a situation with a group of people or different classic tropes, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and you just bond because it's a weird situation. And um, that seemed to happen with us. So yeah, it was weird. I'm talking absolute rubbish, so you can just. This is completely off topic. So you you're not just... at all. It's completely normal. Okay. It's completely normal. Okay. And was, yeah. And never. I don't want you to. Ever, you know. I've been on some of these when I've been on other people's podcasts, and I think okay. it's. It sounds like um, you're as concerned as I am as I am when I'm on these things as well. And I'm, yeah. I'm ta- I've talked. Have I talked too long? I've talked too long, haven't I? I know. Because <laughs> well, I got. I got used to doing these. Um, I was so excited when you said, first of all, because your podcast is so awesome, but also to to do a podcast in the evening when the kids have gone to bed and it's recorded. And because I've done so many of these live 
things where it's like five or 10 minutes now. And I'm just like, and they ask you these questions like, okay, so what was it like losing your memory? Oh, what was it like doing that? And you've got like Good. seconds to explain that, to unpack yeah. that. And you're like, what's anyone taking away from this? But they, they're brilliant. Like they're really, yeah. you know, very clever people and they're good at their jobs and and somehow it's okay. But um, it is a bit stressful. So yeah. this is lovely and I'm really enjoying it already. Yeah, no, I, oh, great. Yeah. I, look, I, I love it. And I always want to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible because I know what it's like to be the other person. And, and I, I went on mm. this show. Um, shit, what's it called? Shit, shit. Uh, I don't know. But, but, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. That's okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't remember what I did today, frankly. Well, I think, okay, it's called, I think it's called What I Believe. And it's by humanists. Okay. It's a humanists podcast or something. So I got on, and I, you know, I didn't know mm. too much about it, and I turned up just like you just turned up now. And the guy, yeah. uh, his name's Andrew Copson. He was a great interviewer. Okay. And the first thing he said to me, he, he said, "Sorry, I'm late." He was a minute late. He said, "Sorry, I'm late." Uh, Richard Dawkins just got off the off the Zoom call. Richard Dawkins being the most yeah, famous yeah, yeah. scientist in the world. Yeah. Um, oh my god! And I was just like, ah, okay. Was he good? And then the guy said, uh, Andrew Copson said. Um, he was like, yeah, he's very good because he's just very direct and gives very straight answers. He's very easy to mm. edit, just quick, bang, bang, bang. And he talked about, um, he said, I had David Baddiel on last <laughs> uh, series or whatever, the comedian. Yeah. And they, he said, oh, it was a complete opposite uh, David Baddiel to Richard Dawkins because David Baddiel <laughs> sort of goes back and forward and his, he doesn't, he's never sure. He doesn't believe in himself. Every sentence he says, he'll go back on himself. Go, oh, but maybe not. Oh, oh I don't really? know about that. And he waffles like that. So he yeah. said it was a bit of a nightmare to edit. And when we finished our interview, we did the end of the interview and uh, he said, did you mm. enjoy it? And I said, yeah, it was good. You know, was it all right for you? And he said, yeah, you're a bit more Badil than, than Dawkins. And I thought, oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> he hated that's me. A, oh, no. Oh, yeah. but that's, I mean, to me, I, you know, it's a good thing that you're just, you know, conversational and, and mm. um, yeah, nobody wants to talk to somebody that's like a, you know. Bro robot. Uh, yeah, bullet points. You know, yeah. so, but um, but no, it, it's just when you've got something to say and then you come away from something and you go, I didn't say any of that. <laughs> and it's just like. But then there's the other thing. The other thing when you come away, you go, oh, why did I say that about my girlfriend? Oh, uh, that's doing my this whole life. <laughs> my shins are constantly bruised from being kicked under tables. So <laughs> just <laughs> not so much now because we can't go anywhere or see anyone. So having a break. But um <laughs> but yeah, no, just oh, the worst. I'm terrible. Yeah. My social cues are just well, and I'm just a talker. So if you just <laughs> talk and talk and talk, naturally, it's just going to all come out. Sophie always says it's good that I can't lie, even if even if it's things she doesn't want to know. She knows I'm going to tell. So like, but it does mean though that she yeah she knows I'm basically incapable of lying. Don't ever wow. tell me a secret because it's just okay. It would just come out. But then I, and I'll say oh don't worry I've forgotten. And then that'll be the one thing I'll remember that. <laughs> so that's the one lie you can tell. I just wanted to tell you about a really cool platform called Masterclass. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. You sign up and get access to all these classes that will help you improve at pretty much anything from chess and gardening to writing, music and film. They have over a 100 classes. And what really surprised me was that these are big names. These are big time celebs from scriptwriter Aaron Sorkin, who wrote The West Wing, to tennis star Serena Williams and astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. Being a journalist, I took Malcolm Gladwell's course and learned about the pursuit of imperfection in writing and how he views his books as incomplete puzzles 
that don't need to be perfectly solved. It was a fascinating insight that I learned in just the first two or three minutes of his class, and Masterclass is full of those kinds of gems. I highly recommend you check it out, get unlimited access to every Masterclass, and as an On The Edge with Andrew Gold listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash edge. That's masterclass.com slash edge for 15% off Masterclass. So tell, tell me this. Let's let's get on to, if you don't <laughs> mind, the, the accident, the accident, you know, what yeah, happened. Sure. Yeah. So when I was 19, I was crossing a road, apparently, and was hit by a car. Um, and as far as I know, I was thrown in the air and landed on my head. Um, and as a result of that, broke my back in three places and my Oof. and my yeah well thankfully my spinal cord was okay so i'm very lucky <laughs> um mm. but yeah three of the bones in my back and i think the disc was damaged and and um and fractured my skull and yes and so as a result of that uh there was a, a bleed in my head that then got bigger and bigger and then they had to take it out surgically and they had initially sent you home from the hospital hadn't they yeah, it was crazy. So so basically, um, my mum and dad said that we, uh, I think I was in hospital one night after the accident and then they hadn't scanned my head for whatever reason because there was no external signs somehow. I don't know how. Um, mm. That, you know, it was just minor sort of bruises or scrapes or whatever. Um, but they didn't scan my head for some reason. And so I got sent home somehow. They didn't know about my back either. So, you know, just like straight A's. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, yeah, so this is British healthcare for you. <laughs> I'm please edit that out because I adore the NHS. But <laughs> okay. Or I can leave it in with you saying, please edit it out because I adore, adore the I adore, NHS. Well, I'd be dead without them. So anyway, yeah. um, they took me home and my mum and dad were really not happy because they're both medically um, medically trained. My dad's a doctor and they mm. knew that they could. St- they were seeing the classic signs of, um, you know, it wasn't myself. I was, And then I started vomiting and I was very... Um, I don't know. So I was just in a terrible way. And so they took me back to the hospital and insisted on on having a scan. And then they saw this enormous um, clot in my head, I guess. And then they rushed me to another hospital, like a specialist one in an ambulance or something. And then that was, yeah. And then, and then they took it out. So <laughs> oh my god and there was also the policeman who's, who saw it and he like I, I i understood at least from the bbc article that mm. that they, you might not have gone back to the hospital had the policeman not he, he called to check up on you i believe the one who witnessed the accident yeah i think my mum always says that there was uh yeah she remembers speaking to him i think in the hospital after the accident initially and then on the phone or something and so he had and he was really worried and had been there and seen it and seen the car or whatever. And mm. and um, so I think he kind of added to their worries initially because yeah. he wasn't sort of, he couldn't believe it or something like that. Sorry that I'm not answering this very well. I just don't know. I'm just going on what people have told me. So You're answering it spectacularly, honestly. You know more than I do. 
Yeah, I know. You're answering yeah. it perfectly. I do. I know the whole I thing. I know the whole story. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you questions in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about your life. You, you yeah. just listen to me. Um, no. What? <laughs> what? Um, do you know? Who, do you know who was driving the car? No. There was. I say no because I don't remember. But there was. Hmm. Uh, yeah, a thing afterwards. But obviously, I don't. I mean, firstly, offhand, I don't remember any of the details. But um, yeah, that's long ago. I mean, this is eighteen years ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there were things. So uh, it was. I mean, I know they said that the car was a write-off or something. So there was no Jesus, like. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I mean, it's funny though, isn't it? Because the these cars are kind of designed to with to sort of crumble, aren't they? And things. So I suppose maybe that. But I don't know. Oh, that's true, isn't I mean, it? What so so that the impact doesn't like push you forward too much? Is that why that is? Maybe. Well, I don't know. You know, like when when you see cars in slow mo in like doing their testing or whatever, and then they just deliberately yeah. disintegrate into because it absorbs yeah. the shock or something. So maybe it's something similar when they you hit a person. It kind of I don't yes. know. But anyway, I'm just talking for the sake of because I don't remember it. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> let's compare it to yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's perfect. No, no, I think that's a good point. Okay. What is this? Um, you you came out of that operation, and also don't if you don't mm. remember stuff. Who you know? That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People, people get yeah. that. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, yeah. What is um? Because also, by the way, there's always a section. You know, a lot of people, a fair a fair amount of people, listen to this, and there's always a section of people, no matter who I'm talking to, who will message going, yeah. "I don't believe that person is the thing they really? said they were." Yeah. <laughs> so even oh. the most the most common one for that was a psychopath called Emmy Thomas, and and yeah. I understand why people are are uh, mm. a little bit doubtful of her because she's saying i'm a psychopath but i don't really mind mm. you know this or that and everyone's going yeah. she's not really a psychopath she's lying and i always <laughs> thought what well, if she's lying that's quite a psychopathic thing to do yeah just adds to her yeah yeah so <laughs> if you if you don't forget some stuff while talking to me then people will go he's yeah. lying about this just for attention so it's good it's good if you do forget a few things oh god you know i wish i could yeah i i really wish i could somehow not be forgetful it would be quite handy i bet well i bet <laughs> um, you know it's a, it's a yeah. shit feeling isn't it when anyone forgets yeah. anything and you, you you get it a lot I well guess. especially now when you've got kids because they just i mean i'm just it's fine but they they um yeah when you know that you're missing things all the time um but they're really great they now help me as well as Sophie and my family, like they they are already sort of helping me to remember stuff. So that's mm. really cool. When, when you say missing things, I, I, do, do you mean you're, you're you're witnessing them and later forgetting them? Yeah, like knowing that you know I only remember so much. Um, mm. So so there's kind of two because I think a lot of people when they ask me about you know my life or whatever they they they're thinking about the memory that I lost initially, which is obviously a massive deal. But then obviously, but since then as well, my memory is unreliable. So, so from de- so day to day, like I'll forget a lot of things. So, mm. so it's not just the long term that I met that I lost before, but also short term memory every day since. Again, I'd love to be able to fake that. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must get a lot. Of it. Does it get a lot for you? Does it get? It's a strain, isn't it? Yeah, it 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 kind of varies. I think generally i've got quite a good i mean i'm in a good place at the moment like we we had a really rough year a couple of years ago when i I was having more seizures and um 
and and that kind of thing and we had a new baby and it was just like all kinds of stuff all at the same time and so that wasn't so good but at the moment we're in a really good place and um my my seizures are more controlled and that kind of helps my memory a bit as well and and um yeah just it it kind of, it depends i think sometimes you uh you can get panicked a bit when you've forgotten something uh, as in like when you you you've lost something you were relying on like whether it's your notes or whatever it is that you were keeping on something or or whatever or you realize that you've someone's talking about something that would have been quite nice to know about uh mm. that sort of thing but yeah, yeah it's also a weird thing because you it takes you by surprise because you kind of forget sometimes because it's like when you've forgotten stuff you don't know that it's gone until you hear someone talking about it or oh wow yeah or you join the dots you're looking at something and you join the dots and go hang on a minute what happened there like what was that and then <sighs> so it's kind of and then so yeah so then there are little moments where you do usually late at night really handy when you like actually want to go to sleep <laughs> yeah. and then as with all things isn't it yeah when you feel a bit low yeah, yeah. I, I always say to my girlfriend or, or, or any friend or anyone feeling a bit low at night I always say yeah. just, just turn your fucking head off do not yeah. think about it until the morning yeah. I promise you it won't feel as bad in the morning that night time yeah. is awful no, for thinking about anything that's not how your brain works is it um no every stage kind of has pros and cons because at the moment with now that i'm a dad like and and looking after the kids every day there's a lot of lovely things to that but at the same time it's obviously quite stressful and difficult to kind of keep tabs on things but what's lovely is that they're already my five-year-old is well for a long time now she's been really emotionally intelligent and and so caring like anytime I'm not well or whatever um oh. but also just like trying to help me and reassure me and stuff which is just like nuts when you think she's only five <laughs> and like she was three when she first saw me have and I was like so upset after when I really when I heard that she had because I don't remember the seizure or whatever but that she'd been there when I'd had like a big tonic seizure mm. and um and after she's just amazing like we just like we always talk about stuff anytime she wants to talk about anything we'll talk about it because that's the best thing you can do isn't it and yeah. um it's just mind-blowing to think that these little people are like oh okay so you know and then they just um yeah they're just awesome they're really cool they'll grow up with a keen sense of of you know what's going on around them i think it will yeah i think they already have better perspective than a lot of grown-ups that i know <laughs> things that are yeah. worrying about things and and you know people will be worrying about things and my oldest will just be like okay but you know you're not dead so <laughs> that's kind of the bar for her is sort of yeah we're an annoying family because yeah if you come come moaning about little things it's Mm. You're like ah, oh, just nodding along. You're like oh, okay, okay. I can sense a lot of love. I bet it's a loving. It's oh a love, yeah, a loving yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, and I'm just like I'm just so so lucky. I mean, like to have Sophie, my wife and best friend, who just like I don't know how she is so happy all the time to be with me. <laughs> like I don't like, um, but she just yeah, she's like just never made me feel like a burden, which is pretty awesome so yeah oh, that's, that's nice. nice yeah i wish yeah. i could say the same about my girlfriend because i got blisters <laughs> on my, my my feet the other day and she wasn't that um sympathetic about oh, blisters no. yeah. let's I know. hear about your story 
<laughs> this is my podcast. We're going to talk about my blisters. Yeah, <laughs> I've got <absolutely>. blisters. <laughs> I got, got blisters. You know what? I got blisters, and I put the uh, patch on them. On not one okay. blister, I put it on too tight. Yeah. And after a few days, oh, I, no. it was throbbing and red, all down, bruised down my whole foot. It was all bruised. Oh God. And she, yeah, and she wasn't uh, as sympathetic as I would have liked, but oh it's not as serious as what happened to you. So, <laughs> perspective. Come on, it's all relative. It's fine. <laughs> it's, You're not it's moaning so, about it. You're just telling me it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it is all relative, and and relative. Yeah. So I I am the most sedentary person. I sit on the sofa all day doing nothing. So for me, having a bruised foot is great. like it's like having to climb Everest or whatever. Yeah. So sometimes, so so you've you've had one of these um, uh, epileptic fit seizures and and mm. then woke up and, and thought it was uh what like 2008 one time i read about oh yeah yeah so for some reason when i have a, a um yeah that kind of seizure so I, there are different sorts of seizures that you can have sometimes i'll have like an absent seizure when i've just like sort of sit down and yeah sort of don't know what's going on but yeah when i've had like a tonic clonic seizure which is like like a full-on um you know they've said that i've fallen on the ground and whatever um i'll when i'm when i come out of it i'll be it's like sophie and my brothers are always saying that like my memory is just kind of it's almost like there are some years that are just on hold or something and Mm -hmm. so when they're asking me about stuff or whatever i'll be saying yeah i mean i remember one time just thinking like it was um yeah about 10 years before it was it's just very confusing i was reading that you were like amazed by uh amazon echo and things like that or that you, you oh know. gosh yeah she's got this video of me uh yeah because i yeah that was one time when i <laughs> came to after a fit and she was showing me sophie was showing me all this stuff we kind of have to see the funny side and you know she you know they're used to this and they know that i'm fine and it's just a thing and you just have to rest and whatever um and she was just loving just showing me like this tech that like was just blowing my mind and basically the alexa yeah i think that's the one that you're talking about when it was like um i thought it was something like 2008 so in my mind i was kind of there technologically or something and she was showing me this Alexa thing and she was just like, just say something, just say. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like, and just had no idea like how it, you could have been on like the Star Trek, you know, Enterprise or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah it was it was mad. That's a dream of, of mine a little bit as well. Because we all have that thing, I guess. I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in this. When you're walking down the street, I was walking down the street the other day and mm. just thinking about how there were a million different uh, televisions showing all the football, mm. that it was being zapped from space and fr- <laughs> happening in England somewhere at the same yeah. time. I just thought, and I thought, yeah. wouldn't it be amazing to, I wish I was from 200 years ago or if I could oh, bring yeah. bring Shakespeare forward and go, look at this. <laughs> It's crazy to think what their minds would think. And I kind of kind of remember being kind of like that, but also not because like because I didn't know a lot of things. So it wasn't like I was just in one life and then suddenly like all oh, there was this technology or whatever. So it was kind of like everything was just weird and fascinating and stuff. So wow. including people and stuff. So it was like hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> and your personality as well, I believe, changed uh, from which which made sense to me. I was thinking your your personality. You became uh, a bit bubblier and happier, and about, <laughs> according to your brother, nicer. Yeah, my brothers. Um, I mean, my whole family have been amazing, and they're just like they always help me see the funny side of everything. Um, but yeah, they said that I was something like you know they're always talking about me and my teens and stuff and how I was a bit of a handful I think I'm quite glad in a way when the stories I hear in my teens I'm like good I'm glad I enjoyed myself because because <laughs> after that I've been able to drink for 18 years so you know like that's oh, shit yeah so um but no uh I mean everyone's you know has phases and things in their teens don't they but he was sort of semi-joking semi-joking like that he was quite glad that I I was not that person <laughs> anymore. It makes sense, though. I, I suppose if you, you, we must be conditioned, I suppose, as teenagers, a little bit to be on our mm. guard, to be quite guarded and defensive. When you're at school and stuff, there's a lot of hazing, and you become this. I'm a cool hard, and I guess if you lose those memories, you, you can just be you. I know. I mean, my poor family have had to like put up with me just being this, just baby, basically, just like not, not. I don't have any of and I drive people to this day like mad especially like my my friends who are worried about how they look and stuff and dieting and all that kind of stuff and I'm just like who cares <laughs> like what and they just they they drive them nuts that I don't have that like I don't care and um I just yeah I don't get it but it, it's it all all this hard worrying that obviously goes on like where you're taught to hate yourself and <laughs> I don't really get it. I don't get it. But um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, again, totally off topic. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's the question I asked. It's perfect, per absolutely perfect. Oh, was it? Okay. See, I've already forgotten the question, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the topic was. <laughs> I would say, I've had, I, I don't worry at all. I've got, I've got endless patience for it. I've had grandparents who have, have a dementia, of course, and, and, and oh, dealt with them. Yes. Although my, my yeah. grandma was really quite quite screamy and shouty um, towards mm. the end. But, but she was before oh. she had dementia as well, to be honest. So yeah. she was always quite screamy and shouty. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. No, not that. No, she wasn't that sweet. <laughs> My family had dealt with. Um, I mean, they'd been. This is the thing when people were like, would like ask my mum or my brothers or whatever, you know, how this was. And I guess you assume that this was like the worst thing that ever. But we had had like a run of bad luck. My, my poor uh, grandma, my mum's mum had passed away like two weeks before my accident. Oh, after shit. five years of dementia or I think I'm pretty sure I got that right but it was just before my accident and before that my mum had lost a brother and it was just there were just so many things and so my family is kind of um you know like earlier I was talking about perspective <laughs> you know when people kind of kind of wonder how we can just try and laugh you know find the funny side of things but I think when you when you are challenged shall we yeah. say, a lot. I think you have to find the humour in things and still obviously allow yourself time to, you know, uh, to be sad and, and fed up and stuff. But, but um, Well, comedy and tragedy are so, they're so close, aren't they? They're, the, they're sort of the best of friends. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So, mm. um, yeah. But good on a good sort of good note, you got a lot of your memory <laughs> back. And apparently, a lot of some it came of it. back through this. This well, some of it through uh, <laughs> uh, this song by the Water Boys, "The Whole of the Moon," this '80s song. Tell me about that. Mm. 
Yeah, so it was crazy. So basically, I was so this. Don't ask me how many years ago from now it was. But anyway, mm. so ten years after my accident, um, mm. I so I'd been eight years ago. Yes. See, you know, <laughs> I think you're good. 38, are you? And it was you were you were 30. You were 30 when oh. when you heard the song, and you were 20 know. when the accident happened. I, think. I know I was born in 83. <laughs> I know you. I know your life. Who knows? Who cares how old I am? Anyway, like, whatever. It's yeah. um, yes. So 10 years after the accident. <laughs> sorry, 10 years after the accident. Um, yeah. So I'd been trying to find these memories, and everyone kept telling me, "Oh, you know, maybe if you do this and you do that." So I'd be going to places that I went to in my childhood and listening to music and watching TV and stuff, you know, from that time, from the 80s and 90s. And nothing had come back. And then my 30th was coming up. And so I was planning this 80s theme um, party for it. And so I was, I was putting together this playlist of 80s music. And I thought that I'd heard them all because... I'd spent 10 years listening for, because I was trying to get memories back. I'd sort of listened to a certain radio station that plays like yeah. nothing but that um, much to Sophie's um, yeah, she has mixed <laughs> feelings about that. But anyway, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, and then somehow, so I was going through this playlist and somehow uh, I pressed skip one more time and then suddenly this tune came on that I'd apparently not heard or certainly not heard like in my, you know, like maybe I'd heard a bit in the background somewhere, but um and it was just amazing. Like suddenly all these, um, all these memories, all these flashes just popped into my head and it was like one after the other, like pop, pop, pop. And um, yeah, it was crazy. I just want to tell you again about ExpressVPN. If you don't want people tracking your internet activity and using your data for their greedy purposes, then incognito mode is not enough. Your internet service provider still tracks every move you make. They can legally sell that data to ad companies, which is why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes or reroutes whatever it is your internet connection through secure servers and keeps your browsing history safe through the most powerful encryption available. Honestly, while I'm using ExpressVPN, I don't even realize it's on. It just runs quietly in the background, internet's still fast, you click a button, and voila, you're protected. What's more, ExpressVPN is available on all devices, including phones, computers, and smart TVs. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com edge, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash edge. Expressvpn.com slash edge to learn more. You know, it's funny, I'd never heard the song myself. And so I, I popped it on, I listened to it a few times as sort of preparation for, for this. And uh, now I think maybe I have heard it because it is a very catchy song. And it's almost like it's tailor-made. If, if no one's heard it, look up Waterboy's the whole of the moon uh, maybe it's a british song i don't know but it's got 76 million listens on spotify so it's got a, oh, know, okay. a bit of a bit of a following that song uh, and it's the the band the waterboys it's their big song but it's like tailor made for getting someone's memory back like the lyrics in it um <laughs> full of nostalgia it, i mean I'm not, don't get me wrong like i've i'm obviously a big fan of it now so i have like studied the you know kind of thinking what what's so special about this song yeah and um 
Yeah, but I know what you mean. It is a very epic tune. Like it has just this kind of epic feel to it, and the yeah. the words. Some of them are a bit hard to like link to. I'm sure there's a lot of meaning to all of it, but I don't know. Some of it's quite sexual, actually. But um, of the non-sexual I'll leave stuff, I guess to you. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, there was something about <laughs> coming and an explosion, and there's a, towards the end. I really. But the, oh, God, the beginning see, begins with a... this. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined it. I for didn't. You now. I didn't pick up on that. My child brain at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about Christmas. Oh, Andrew, shit. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, maybe something else was going on that Christmas day, all right? Yeah, something, you, ne- yeah you never know. Yeah, something raunchier. But it starts with, <laughs> I, pictured a, I pictured a rainbow. So already a picture and a rainbow is so bright and vivid in your mind. You held it in your hands. I had flashes, but you saw mm. the plan. It was like straight away. It's like it's almost like they're saying like, you know, Thomas, can you listen yeah. to this song? I'll bring, I'll get your memory back. It is a really cool tune. And what's funny now is that my, the the book that I've now written, um, there are a couple of nods to it in there because it's mm. such a beautiful song with such amazing lyrics. And I got the idea for the book after this happened. Tell me about the book. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So uh, yeah. So basically, so after I had this amazing thing happened and got these memories um these sort of six flashbacks turned out it was six i had to tell sophie straight away so that we could write it down and whatever um and then told my mom and brothers the next day and they're like what so uh so after that happened that kind of changed everything for me and um not long after that just this story popped into my head that i couldn't get rid of and it was just this because i'd never written before i didn't know that i could ever do something like that um but just this story of this boy with a brain injury like me who wakes up in a world like I did a strange world he doesn't know and he hasn't got any memories and and um yeah it came to me and I just couldn't stop uh stop it and it it felt really therapeutic because I was kind of recycling all those difficult memories all this pain and frustration into something new and exciting and and um my wife said, well, why don't you try and write it? And um, because I can write, but I mean, I struggle with it. And also um, my because of my short term memory, like trying to keep track of even what I've done, let alone reading other people's stuff. So so it was a real challenge. But because I was finding it so therapeutic as well, I just kept at it. And like two years later, I had like the first draft of a of a book, which was pretty amazing. And yeah, something I never imagined that I would do. And it's just be become like a big part of my life. And then amazingly um, assigned to these incredible agents this year. And they're putting the book to publishers this summer. So fantastic. Very, Congratulations. Very exciting. Thank you. It's a, and also it's part of um, it's part of a series because there's a lot to tell because it's based on that 10 year journey from when I had my accident to when I regained those um those early memories so yeah it's about the boy he has to find his memory before he's found and it's kind of just like this adventure story for kids that yeah they're kind of aiming it at like middle grade so like it's kind of suitable for like nine to twelve year olds so, so if people there'll be a lot of people who've got kids listening and i guess because it's not yeah. out yet they're probably best off what following you on twitter at thomas leeds or on instagram at thomas leeds books which is yes. yeah 
I think I've got that right. Are you, I'm just wondering, so are you, uh, I'm thinking about your writing, obviously, as a book, but also writing in life. Are you constantly, a bit like the film Memento, I don't know if you've seen it, but constantly writing stuff down to remember? I keep hearing that. People keep mentioning Memento. It's a good um, film. Yeah, so I have to kind of uh, keep track of everything. And mm. I'm always saying, like, how lucky I am to have this problem in this age where we have smartphones and and every, yeah. and initially we did like it was 2003 when this happened so there wasn't quite that they were nothing like they are today so but even then you know I had a phone I could text people I could write stuff down quickly um and yeah so I have to keep notes all the time and um you know everything from like taking selfies like even now sometimes like even though I've got a dosset box so I know whether I've taking my pills out of the thing, like I'll mm. still take a selfie of me taking them so that Sophie, I'll send it to her and then she's like, cool, okay. And then, um, yeah, just all kinds of stuff, basically. Um, yeah, I just uh, have to keep records of everything. <laughs> and can you can you watch uh, stuff like Memento? Can you watch movies with the face blindness uh, and the memory? Is it a struggle to watch? Yeah, that's, I mean, that was actually re- like really early on, like, um, my my brothers, they were just amazing because they would sit with me and watch. Um, do you remember when box sets were actually box sets when you'd get like a load of DVDs oh, yeah, and this yeah, massive yeah. thing? And we would, because my memory was so rubbish and so if, if I was watching something like with a few weeks apart or something like that, it would be awful, just gone. So I had to watch something like in sequence in a given amount of time and with other people so they could, you know, whatever. So they would sit and watch stuff with me. And I remember watching like The Sopranos with them. And it was like, um, I don't remember much of it, but they I remember that they were they were constantly having to pause it and rewind it and explain to me who was who and what oh. was going on. I don't know how they put up with it. That's love. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, they've looked after me after seizures and everything. So, but yeah, the face blindness thing is like, um, does really make certain certain shows and movies uh, difficult. Although mm. a lot of them are still very easy to, you know, like they'll just have classic tropes and people with sort of very distinctive, uh, you know, characters and clothing and all the rest of it. And um, but I do struggle with really clever movies. That's a big problem. Like, is there something? Something that's actually clever and challenging. Yeah, not so There's too much so stuff great. to remember, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit tricky. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we all get that yeah. to an extent. So I can imagine how it must feel because we all... I, I've, I've definitely sat through enough movies going, hang on. And the amount of times I have to, again, turn to my girlfriend and say like, wait, that's the one who was that one? And she's going, no, <laughs> you fucking idiot. So... <laughs> well, what's funny now is, yeah. is having that with stuff that I myself have created. So... Um, working with um, this editor on the book and he'll say and he's so lovely and he's really into it and and like he'll say like oh okay so when this person did this and 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 whatever and I'm just like hold on okay so (laughs) I just like you got what I've written yeah and um, so it's kind of almost there are lots of bits that are like new every time where I go in and I'm like laughing my head off at stuff that people have said (laughs) <laughs> so like the characters feel more real than maybe they i don't know because um yeah so yeah it's 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 but writing has helped my memory as well it's kind oh, of fantastic a weird thing because when you yeah it's kind of the whole thing's just been like completely unex you know didn't imagine it to be so 
such a big thing in my life but um it's kind of particularly when you're trying to keep because it's like an adventure story where he wakes up in another world um that's slightly different to here and so there i kind of have to keep track of so many different things so yeah. i have just like a billion notes and that's really helped my memory um Amazing. kind of organize and and even more than i already have notes for everything so yeah i might have i might um have some kids so that when they're 10 years old i can buy the the whole series of books for them by then oh yeah then it'll be ready by then no one will be you know won't be worth anything but <laughs> they, they will <laughs> yes they will they're going to be great Thank you, Thomas, for giving up your time for the podcast. I learned a lot about memory and identity and found a new favorite song in The Water Boys, The Hole of the Moon. It's completely stuck in my head. Even as I say this right now, it's there in my head. I'm not going to do a rendition. I usually would, but it's quite early in the morning today, so I'm going to give that a miss for now. Um, We spoke for about an hour after the podcast. Some of it got quite political and hasn't been included, but I've extended the bonus segment to 21 minutes, so do catch that. Here's a nice little snippet from it. I just, I'm again, I'm really annoying because I just say to people when they're being silly, I'm just like, we're going to be dead one day. And yeah. what is the point of this? Like, literally, yeah. it's not a rehearsal. You get one lie. And I think it's easy for me as well because when you are living with epilepsy as well, and like you, unfortunately for me, like I live with the chance that, you know, you might just not wake up one day. <laughs> so Jesus you can Christ. have a bad fit in the night and then that could be it so it's yeah it's hard for me to kind of listen to people getting really upset about you know how they look or like whatever at the same time like I feel horribly sorry for them that's the point is that I want them to not feel that and so it's hard for me to kind of think why are you so worried about what might not happen or you know whatever because I'm just kind of like hooray I'm here like it's (laughs) you know like so that's from the 21-minute bonus section that you can get on patreon.com slash andrewgold or the Patreon app, Apple subscriptions where you can get a free trial and just cancel after that if you don't want to continue, or the YouTube, you know, youtube.com slash andrewgold1, uh, join the membership. It's the same thing, but with video. Catch Thomas on Twitter on at Thomas Leeds and Instagram on at Thomas Leeds Books. I'm an Andrew Gold underscore OK for both. Please tell friends about the podcast. Make sure you've subscribed to it because otherwise it tends to disappear and you forget about it. Oh no. And uh, review it where you can. This week there were a few uh, reviews, which is great because there had been a short absence of them. And before I read them out, I would just say one last time. Remember to try out my little discounts on expressvpn.com slash edge, if you want VPN and all that, and masterclass.com slash edge. You get little discounts and things from it being from this podcast, and they're pretty cool things if you need a VPN or you want to learn about stuff on Masterclass. As for the reviews, yes, thanks Cowboy in and that's Cal, not Cowboy, Cowboy in the UK for the five-star rating on Apple, entitled Brilliant. I am an avid podcast listener, having been converted during lockdown. These are intelligently presented by Andrew Gold. Oh, thank you very much. And such fascinating topics. Just finished the episode about the famous plane crash in the Andes while I walked to and from work. I cried on the way and I cried on the way home. But I felt so humbled by hearing this from the person involved rather than watching a dramatized version. So real and so grounding. Thank you for choosing your subjects, Andrew. Oh, thank you. 
thank you cowboy and i'm glad uh that episode that episode had a, a great emotional effect on a lot of people it's the only one that i cried in while editing it which is an unusual thing because usually you're sort of um a bit distant from the from the emotion while editing the thing it was very difficult to be so sort of uh in control of my feelings while editing that one it's just the most phenomenal story uh what happened to those guys out on the in the Andes. Um, someone who goes by That Mar Dog, also in the UK, left five stars on Apple, also entitled Brilliant. And they added thought provoking podcast at its best. Well, thank you, That Mar Dog. On a platform called Podcast Addict, Etienne gave five stars and wrote, Wow, what a great podcast. Have listened to eight episodes so far and each is a gem. Andrew finds really interesting people to interview and creates a great rapport with them, which leads to a very in-depth and authentic look at the story at hand. Thank you, Etienne. That is lovely as well. And a return reviewer, and I didn't even know you could do i don't i don't know if it just replaces your old one or you can actually just give new reviews um but carol g59 she gave five stars on apple she appears to be british but living in thailand uh but get in touch with me carol if i'm wrong she wrote sawadika from thailand so that's the clue about her being in thailand and sawadika must mean hello or something another great podcast psychopath psychopathology yes psychopathology is so interesting love a good psychopath such fun people a small request can you make the episodes longer they seem to fly by and we have just gone into another lockdown here so i am trapped again oh well thank you carol i do wish i could make them longer joe rogan does three bloody hours but then he also gets about a bazillion pounds or dollars per episode so probably doesn't have to do lots of copywriting and odd jobs uh, in between all of that also, isn't it good to always leave you wanting more, maybe? I don't know. But you could always sign up for, you know what I'm going to say, that bonus content, especially since you're on Apple. You can just get it free and consume all the bonus episodes in the free trial and then cancel before payment starts if you want. Uh, but that's that's a bit of extra stuff. But yeah, it just if I were to make them longer, firstly, I'd, I'd worry that it wouldn't leave you wanting more as it, as it does at the moment, I hope. And, and also, it would take up a lot more time. It's the editing. It's just... You know, you you end up the next day or the the night after you know after the interview, you look at this piece of you know uh, two or three hours, and you're like, oh my god, I've got to get through this now, and then do all my other work. Um, but but like I say, even even if I I don't know, I I feel that like the Rogan ones are too long, although obviously they're working for him. Uh, it's something to think about. Thanks, Carol. Right. I love you all. Thanks for sticking with my podcast. It's such a pleasure. It really is. And make sure to subscribe if you're not already subscribed for next week's episode, which will either be with former Scientologist John Atak or school reformer. And she's much more interesting than that sounds, a school reformer. But, you know, she's uh, got some really radical views um, and is making sort of waves in the UK. She's a big name now, Catherine Burble Singh, who set up her own amazing school with all these bizarre and exciting rules. So, see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.